to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Doing really good after seeing you today. Aw, that's so sweet. I know, you're not going to get it all the time. This is the highlight of my <laughs> week, too. <laughs> Doing these records is pretty much the best thing ever. <laughs> Aw, all the feels. Yeah. All of them. You know what? This... this <coughs> What happened? Well, I just got really choked up there. <laughs> oh, you're that emotional? Oh my gosh. Thank you. We love each other. <laughs> She's my lobster. <laughs> oh my God. That, that reminded me because Facebook, you know how they do like the like, on this day in history, you mm-hmm. said this bullshit or whatever. And like very recently, Facebook reminded me that like, I don't know how many years ago, my mom was texting my sister and... That because that that Ingrid Michaelson song came on okay. about like the and I, and yeah I, that one I don't know what it's called now, um, but my, so so my sister and my mom are like listening to that, and my mom's like crying. My sister's like, "What's wrong?" And my mom's like, "No, oh, it's just like you and my dad, or it's just like it's just like me and your dad, like." You know, like he accepts me the way I am, and like I could love him more if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) And then my then my sister's like, "What the hell?" And she goes, "Don't get me wrong, he's my lobster." (laughs) (laughs) And my sister had texted all of this to me. Oh jeez. And I had like posted it on Facebook. (laughs) You wouldn't be that kid. I mean, because it was adorable. It is. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's my lobster. I mean, the fact that my mom even like like knew to reference yes. that thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously she is also a Friends fan because I am. But <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, it was just really funny, and that so that reminded me of that. But what I was gonna say before I started dying <laughs> is that this glass of wine we're having is helping, like you know, get all the warm and fuzzies out. All the fuzzies. <laughs> We haven't done this in a while, like the, the oh, glass of wine, you know, we while we record. decided to go sober <laughs> for like a day. <laughs> well, I, I just mean like for the podcast. Yes. Like this, season three was a very like thematic drink based season. And yeah. we've sort of, we were, we've gone away from that yeah, for season four. We were, uh, we were, you know, I was a lush. It's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you're a lush, I'm the worst lush. <laughs> I'm the most lush. <laughs> Basically... You're my lobster, but we know good for each other. <laughs> Cut to, by the time this podcast ends, we're all, like, just alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the world is over. Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about episode 411 today, mm-hmm. titled Forget Me Not. Oh, is that what we're doing today? Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, yes. Forget Me Not. Yeah. Yes, join the club. <laughs> uh, yeah, so forget me not. And the Amazon Prime spoily for this is Mary's mad at dad for standing in the middle of her blossoming relationship. That, okay. Okay. That's it. It's always about Mary. I know. You know what I've realized too? I don't know who writes these uh, spoilies for Amazon or whoever, but like you notice the only names they ever seem to drop are Matt and Mary. Yeah. Everybody else is like in relation to them. Like yeah. Mary's dad, Matt's girlfriend, Mary's yeah. sister. Like they never drop Simon, Lucy, Ruthie, Annie. Like So maybe it's they have crazy. a crush on Jessica Beale. <laughs> right? And or Barry Watson. And or Barry Yeah. 
Well, I mean, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd like to sit down with the person who wrote all of these spoilies. Yeah. And so, just pick their brain. Yeah. Just get to know them a little bit better. You can do that. I'll, I'll, I'll stay far away. <laughs> Imagine that, like, the big hitting interview we get for this podcast is the person who wrote the Amazon spoilies. Oh, that would be epic. Well, but it also begs the question, like, are these the snippets or, like, synopses or whatever that came from, like, the DVDs or, like, you know what I mean? Like, from the, the source material? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't own these shows. I mean, I hate... Okay. Um, did you ever look at the newspaper when it comes to, like, the TV shows or, like, the timing and, like, they would actually give you, like, a little synopsis, like, of what's Oh, like, in, like I used to read the TV Guide back okay. when that was a thing. I remember actually, yeah, it was a thing, right? I loved the TV Guide. Yeah, I would do I that. I legit loved it. Yeah, I would do that. Or even with the newspaper, I would do this. Mm. And I'd be like, hmm, what are they going to talk about? Like, I remember specifically Fun. reading Dawson's Creek once upon a time. Oh, wow. And, like, saying, like, what's happening in this episode. So... I, I think about it sometimes. Did they get the little snippets or like the From little, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it's so, first of all, they're like super short. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't even talk about sort of the main story mm-hmm. in that episode, as is the case in this case. But um, yeah, so it's just weird. Like either, either they are pulled from some other place where those things mm-hmm. were back in the day or somebody's in charge of that at Amazon and, and someone has just, a, like loves Mary and Matt only <laughs> only Mary and Matt nobody else is, a, is as important as pretty those. much yeah pretty much nobody matters um so well because this spoily to sort of talks about Mary's storyline do you want to sort of get into that first sure. we might as well just knock it out of the park so <laughs> I said that like we're gonna nail it yeah. <laughs> that didn't make sense we are. I mean, like, get it over with. I, I know. But we're going to nail it. But we are going to nail it's it. It's going to take obviously. a minute. Only a minute. Pretty much. Yeah. Because truly, it's not, it's, it's not, it's a non-story. Yeah. So, obviously, we met Robbie in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And we also know from the last episode that Annie and Eric are none too pleased with the idea of, of Mary, like, dating this guy yeah. and... Well, okay, it's like twofold, right? One, Robbie does have a quote unquote troubled past. Yes. So he could quote unquote be a bad influence. But also, sure. well, I mean, yeah, barely. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but then the second part, which I think is more so the main reason that Annie and Eric are sort of hesitant about all this, is mm-hmm. that, you know, Mary's doing community service. She's in the diversion program, like, because she got in trouble and she did some bad things. Yeah. And, you know, for her to, like, write it off and just be like, I'm in love. Like, look Mm -hmm. at this great thing that came out of this horrible thing that I did. Yeah. Sort of, like, diminishes the effect of the punishment, you know. So I think that that does sort of um, color Annie and Eric's, like, decision-making and Mm -hmm. how they are approaching this whole thing. Yeah. So... So they've separated them. They've ch- they changed essentially Robbie's work assignment, mm-hmm. um, and they don't go to the same school. But like Robbie, I think like sneaks in yeah. to the school somehow. He does to like see her, and they like kind of kiss or whatever. And um, and Mary tells him at that point like, hey, like we can't really date, quote mm-hmm. unquote, but you can come over and hang out at the house, and like my parents can get to know you better, and then yeah. you know, and. 
Robbie's like, uh, no thanks, pretty yeah. much. He's just like, no, because that's just their way of like further driving a wedge between us. They're mm-hmm. never going to trust me. They're never going to like me. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, screw your parents kind of mm-hmm. thing, which his stance is valid, but ultimately he's wrong. Yeah, he, well, it's it's an insecure side speaking right there. He's, yeah. He's very defensive, and it's it's his insecurities. Yeah. That, I mean, what else is it? No, you're right. You you're know? right. But I, but I guess where I'm coming from is, like, if he was right about Annie and Eric's motive, yeah. or ultimately, let's just be real, it's Eric, and mm-hmm. he's not really a part of this in this episode. But, like, if he's right about Eric in that, like, oh, they're never going to trust me. They're just having me over there because they're just going to, like, you know, because they're they're hoping or they're counting on us, like, like not actually working out. So, like, mm-hmm. why should I? If he was right about that, then his stance is valid. Like, yeah, just yeah. Cu- cut your losses and be done. You know, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you don't have to deal with this drama. It's bullshit, you know? Yeah. I get it. But he is wrong because Eric is not that guy. Like, yeah. Eric is is a fair ultimately fair guy like he is doing trying to do right by his daughter who he loves more than life you Mm -hmm. know like all that shit so it's so like Robbie's just wrong about where this is coming from Mm -hmm. you know but but Robbie shows up at the house well yeah after Eric sort of runs into him at the market Mm -hmm. late night um, because I guess Robbie works there or whatever and um, they like cross paths, and Eric's like, "Oh, so like, am I gonna see see you at the house tomorrow?" And Robbie's mm-hmm. like, mm, "No," and he's like, "Oh, um, like that's unfortunate, you know, or whatever." Yeah. I don't really know how it all goes down, but like ultimately, Robbie tries to like push a little bit, push mm-hmm. on Eric a little bit, like, "Oh, like, isn't that exactly what you wanted? Like, you didn't even want me to be at the house, didn't yeah. you?" And Eric's like, "You don't really know me that well, like." I do want you at the house. I do want to get to know you better because mm-hmm. ultimately, like, I want to know that my daughter's going to be okay and safe and yeah. happy. And if you give me a chance, I'll give you a chance, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. Eric wasn't the worst in this episode. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, but none of this matters because, like, it all just... It, everything that we just said is all of it. Yeah. Like, that's all that happens. But I will say, I will say one thing about Mary. Mm-hmm. She kind of annoyed me, yes, whatever, but her arguments, like, out of everything that I've been through, yes, I'm learning, yes, I'm going through, um, I guess you can say, not the punishment, but basically, like, after all of that, shouldn't something good come out of this? Which, I don't blame her for saying, but at the same time, it's like, honey, you're still, you still sound selfish, you still sound like you haven't learned, Mm -hmm. but whatever, again, it's the writing. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, um, let's not forget that. But thing. she does have a point, and I do credit her this. Like, there, yes, she did something stupid. Yes, she's paying for it. She's um, putting in the hours, and something good should come out of this. And if something does blossom, why not? But there's another thing that I can say about Mary's character when it comes to picking guys. She picks guys that have that are either rough around the edges or have something in their past that's a little shady. Mm-hmm. But the guys own up to it. Yeah. So I will say I like that they're brave enough to approach their approach her parents. 
Agreed. Ro- okay, Wilson did it. Uh, Towner was afraid of Matt, but he totally approached him. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this guy too, with Robbie, like his insecurities were, you know, were taking over his um, better judgment, I guess you can say. But again, he showed up at the house, didn't even ask for Mary's permission, just did it mm-hmm. and confronted his her dad. And I can say, bravo, good. This, th- like that's a definition of a person that is growing or or definition as like a, as an adult take ownership approach them and if you really like the girl mm-hmm. you'll do it yeah it's you'll true it. it's true because and well and the thing that mary says in this episode that really sort of struck me was in that moment when she and eric are going back and forth and she's like can you know can i go out with him and you know, I got, I passed my evaluation with flying colors. It's been 30 days. You guys said that after 30 days, if I passed my evaluation, yeah. like I could go out with him or whatever. And Eric's like, okay, yes, we said that. So he's welcome to come over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, damn it. Like, you know, like she's not loving that idea or whatever. Yeah. And she says, and I'm going to paraphrase because of course I don't remember it verbatim, but she says like, like, if I'm doing all these things, if I'm doing community service, if I'm in the diversion program, to regain your trust yeah. and to regain my standing in this community after mm-hmm. what I did, then like, then like, what's the point if you're never gonna trust me trust again? Me. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I mean, and then of course Eric responds with like, "You're not being fair," which again, I I understand both sides, yeah. right? Because because we've both been sixteen or yeah. eighteen year old girls or whatever, you know, and like having that feeling of like, God damn it, like. Like, 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 let me be me, yeah. you know, like, come on. And then also Eric's perspective of like, okay, but also you're an 18 year old girl who dumb fucked up, yeah. you know, and you're not just going to like come out of this, like as if nothing happened and you're going to go la di on, like have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody cares, you know? Yep. So I don't know. It's, it's cool. And Robbie's like not the worst guy. He's not. He just hasn't, with the exception of like coming and talking to Eric and Annie unbeknownst to Mary mm-hmm. or whatever, or unbidden by Mary, yeah. with the exception of that act, I there's nothing really there yet with him. Yeah, no, no, like, no. Like in the episodes he's been, he's like barely been in them, yeah. you know? And like, so I don't really have like this affinity for him yeah. like I did with say Jordan with Lucy right yeah. away you know or even to be honest Jeff with Mary way back in yeah. season one yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know like that like that instant sort of inkling of like mm-hmm. oh this is cute this is yeah. fun I like this mm-hmm. you know I don't Robbie's just there Robbie's just there but again in this episode him showing up at her school Sneaky. No, that was that was creepy. I mean, Honestly, that was kind of creepy. It, it because is, how did he do that? I well, yeah. Look, <laughs> and it, also, where was he supposed to be that he wasn't? It could be creepy, but I will say this much: like, if the kid is determined, he's going to do it. Like, mm. that's you get what I'm saying. Like, that's the the quality, or no, that's a quality, or that's part of his character that they showed in this episode. Yeah, I guess you're right. A little bit. I guess I mean, you're right. Who knows? Well, for all I know, in the next episode, I might hate him and call him a jackass. <laughs> right now. It's true. Who knows? Who knows? But right now, this is what I'm seeing, and it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, right. I don't hate him. Yeah. Like, certainly, 
I'm just I'm sort of just like meh about him. Like yeah. I have like no real hard and fast feelings yeah. one way or the other about well, it's him. It's just mostly about Mary's emotions and you know. This is true. It has really been about Mary. Yeah. Like Robbie's just sort of the device mm-hmm. by which we get into Mary mm-hmm. in her head and her psyche and all that stuff. So yeah, it remains to be seen really what their relationship's gonna be all about. You we'll know. We'll find out. We shall. Um, but that's pretty much Mary, like, yeah. in a nut. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, you've got Lucy. And Lucy gets a call from Brad Landers. Yes. Um, and, well, actually, we don't even see that. What we do see is she comes to Mary, and she's like, I got a call from Brad Landers to go out on Friday, or tomorrow yeah. night, or whatever. Um, the only problem is, is I've committed to Habitat for Humanity and like, you know, and then of course, again, Mary, like these girls are just like so fucking stupid sometimes. Like it's almost like they feed off of each other's stupidity. Like mm-hmm. I just don't even understand yep. it. Like in two episodes ago, we had Lucy like shutting down Mary and being like, sometimes you're an idiot and sometimes I have to be on mom and dad's side. Yeah. And now you're, like, coming to Mary for advice of, like, how to shirk your responsibility. Yeah. For a guy. For a guy. And Mary's like, well, the Habitat for Humanity doesn't have to know you're canceling for a guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she does. She gets her friends, like, her little Habitat crew to, like, cover, cover. for her so she can go on this date with this Brad Landers guy. Yeah. Who, when he came on the screen, immediately I was like, you look familiar. Yes. Do you know what we know him from? Because I didn't recognize any of his credits. He just looks familiar. Yeah, he does. I, I mean, he almost even reminds me of, what was that character? Um, the one in Mad Men that... Um, the husband yes. of, of Redhead? Red, yeah. Oh, was that him? I don't know if it was him, but it, like the moment I looked at him, I'm like, is it him? Oh, fuck. But I, I know he's done a lot. But like, but, but like, if Mad Men was his credit, it would be the first credit. Thing. And like, that's not the case when you look him up on Amazon X-Ray. This, I know, this is true. I know. And and like, you see oh him in God, a bunch of right other though. shit. But isn't it him? Okay, pause. We need to look this up. Oh because <laughs> I need to know. Okay. Okay, I, you look it up while I talk about yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Let's just talk about it. Because, because what I did do is I did pause while I was watching to like to, to Amazon x-ray him because I was like, he looks so familiar. Where do I know him from? Uh-huh. And when you do that, you learn that the actor, Sam Page, I believe, yeah. um, has a bachelor's, in, a bachelor's degree from Princeton in two fucking majors, ecology and evolutionary biology. Whoa. Very impressive. And to add fuel to that fire, his senior thesis was ultimately published in a science journal. And it was about the mating habits of some fish or some shit. Like, it was... I was, like, majorly impressed by this guy. (laughs) What are you doing on Seventh Heaven, dude? Well, and what the weird thing was is, like, his Amazon X-ray credits Mm -hmm. were skewing heavily in recent years. Okay. So I almost feel like he did some acting in the 90s. Did his stint on Seventh yes. Heaven, yes. and then and then like went to school, was a badass, got like a science degree, and then and then like went back to acting because <laughs> like the Not, money yeah, is better. Okay, this all makes sense, now. <laughs> right? Like it seems like that based on the timeline. Are we right? I think so. Oh yay! I you because the minute you said Mad Men, it totally did look like him. Yep, it's him. Fucking a. 
I was like, who's this? What was his name? James or some shit in Mad Men? I think it was James. Or something with a J. Justin? (laughs) No, his name was Greg. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Who would have. Wow. And he had like a major stint on Mad Men. He did. He was like a recurring, at least, in season six or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe five. I don't know. Ugh. She ended up divorcing him, right? Well, because he, he was a dick. He was a tool, dude. Yeah. yeah. Did she and Slattery end up together at the end? I Let me tell you, I didn't watch the last season. Oh, no! Fail. I almost just literally spoiled the entire season for you. And if you did, I don't care because I'd still watch it. Shit. But it's just, you know, I get this way with shows sometimes. You know, I'm the same way. I really am. Well, with very few, but uh, some what, does happen. <laughs> well, well, I don't know uh, how many seasons was Mad Men like seven. Six? Okay, seven. I think because they split the last yes. season into two or some shit like, like that. Like I remember getting really bored at the episode of them being in Hawaii. Mm. Have that e. When were they in Hawaii? Um, uh, with with Megan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I was right. like really bored at that episode. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Because it's like I that show. Mad that Men. show did did definitely have a lot of boring episodes. Yes, but when you look at it as a whole, oh, you're great. like, this was phenomenal television. Like it was. The detail great. is there. The yeah. detail is really good. But, but again, it really doesn't even hold a candle to Breaking Bad. Like if we're gonna compare AMC shows oh. apples to apples, like okay. not even close. Like let's be real. And I know you've never seen Breaking Bad, but holy shit, it's the best television show I know. ever made. I, it's weird because like I've seen an episode of Breaking Bad, like one or two episodes, which I can't even remember what episodes, but for sure in the first season and I went damn this is actually a good show let me wait fucking phenomenal yeah I said let me wait and then I'll catch up sure enough never did Mm -hmm. and um and now everybody talks about it and it's kind of funny now have you been spoiled at all yes and no but I've I've literally like tuned it out yeah when people start talking I'm like I'm on auto tune smart because there is some shit in there where like god help you if you get spoiled yeah and holy shit like like that show mastered the element of like yeah. oh my god what's gonna happen what's gonna happen like that tension mm-hmm. in the moment like of like holy crap I know that show mastered that well, to the nth degree. Well, maybe you know how we always say that you and I we'll have to do have, a like, Godfather night? night. Yeah, like Godfather any movie. We'll night, do just a Breaking night. Bad binge. We sh- yeah, you tell me the day you start watching Breaking Bad is the day I will start to rewatch it with you. Because okay. I've never done oh, a rewatch of Breaking Bad. Never. Okay. I, I've watched every episode at once, and that is it. All right, that's it. And I am due for a rewatch of okay, Breaking we'll Bad. Okay, we'll do that. We'll get the popcorn totally. ready. Get the wine ready. Maybe some pizza because I know that there's a pizza thing. And then you call me and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) All of that. Totally. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brad Landers, everybody. Brad Landers. So he, oh, and let's not forget what Mary says about him, which is that there's the A group and then there's Brad Landers. Yeah, dude. Brad Landers is into Lucy I was expecting Camden? I w- to be honest I was expecting kind of like one of those like douchey like hair flip you know blonde types yeah he's not a douche when he appears on the screen you're like oh he's actually kind of decent like yeah. he's, he's not like a douche about his good no. looks or whatever like, no. like yeah he's good looking and yeah like clearly you know he's he's sought after if you yeah. will or whatever but what's really cute is when they do sit down or I don't even know if it's cute, but I noticed it, and you tell me if you did too, or if I'm just reaching. But like, they're they're sitting at the pool hall on their date, and he's like 
he's like telling her that he's had a crush on her since ninth grade and every time he's wanted to like tell her she's had a boyfriend and like he can't get yeah. you know he can't get in or whatever uh-huh. and Lucy's body language in this scene while they're on their date is very not what you would expect Lucy yeah she's like leaning back she's like a guy she has her arms crossed and she's almost like kind of like really cool and collected yeah. about it in a way where if like the Lucy we know and love if she heard that yeah. from a guy who is like the <laughs> a, a plus group okay yeah would be like oh my god really and like yeah. call Luke, call Mary right away or some shit no, you know I, I loved it because he's leaning in. Totally. And she's like legit leaning back. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting for her arm to be hanging off the side of the chair. (laughs) I mean, they're crossed. They're legit crossed. She is like super cool and collected about all of this. And he tells her, and he tells her, she's like, really? (laughs) Like full on like Samantha from Sex and the City. Yes. You don't say, (laughs) you know? No. Like what is happening? I, I, I really liked seeing Lucy in like, I got this mode. It was very sort yeah. of empowering yeah. and like cool, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit off-putting ultimately because again, we're not used to seeing Lucy like this. No. So it begs the question again of like, well, then what's going on? Like, where where is this newfound stance, if you will, literally coming from? Like with this guy when she went to camp all by myself. <laughs> let, let us not forget camp all by myself. Yep. That's <laughs> where she got all her knowledge. Guys. She really figured some shit out there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, good. there's been Todd, what's his name, you know, in yeah. the mix since then, though, that she like lost her shit about. But anyway, I, was I it Todd? You know what I'm talking about. Who, the guy that? who tried to get her to like break into the school's computers. Oh, yes. That, that, that dipshit. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm liking this color on Mary. I mean, Young Lucy. Lucy. Sorry. Especially the actual color of gray that she's wearing, which is a very non-Lucy color. Yeah. Again, she's much more colorful and, like, spunky. She's not one to wear, like, gray. Yeah. You know? I mean, she might wear black, but, like, you know, she's not going to wear a gray I, shirt. I like this vibe and this attitude from Lucy. She's not annoying this season. Not so far. No. Yeah. No. I do. I am digging it. Yeah. There's something about her. There's something about Lucy. Yeah, not something about Mary. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> um, so they're on this date, and then Brad calls out the fact that there's this group of girls yeah. standing there, and they've been, like, staring at her mm-hmm. all night. And so when she turns around, she sees all her habitat friends. Yeah. And they're, like, literally dogging her. Mm-hmm. And so she goes up to them, and she's like, it's not what you think, guys, I swear. Like... You know, it's not it does it's it's not what it looks like or whatever. And her friends say this. You blew off the project to have burgers with some guy? What kind of woman are you? And I took major issue with that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost like can't even talk about it because like the minute I heard that, first of all I had to like hear it eighteen times to like let it sink in. What the fuck does being a woman have to do with this? Yeah. Like, I can understand saying, you ditched Habitat for going out for burgers. What kind of person are you? Or what kind of friend are you? Or what kind of volunteer are you? Yeah. But what kind of woman are you? Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? hmm It was really problematic for me. I mean, you know. 
Like because tr- but, and I'm at, and I'm like I guess like literally asking like what does her womanhood have to do with nothing? Any of that? Because I will say this: whenever she was discussing with Mary how she wants to get out of the habitat for that night mm-hmm. to go out with him, I do have something in my notes saying get your priorities straight, girl. And it's true because you yeah. know what? So reschedule your date with with Brad. Yeah, no. to a day when you don't have habitat. Yeah, commitments. yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, get your priorities straight. I mean. Does he matter that much? Like, does should he gain your time right now when you are so in love with Habitat for Humanity? Like, I know. you know what I mean? Like, she loves it. I know. It. And he asked you out, like, and so because we don't see the actual call, right? All we hear is Lucy telling Mary about it after yeah. the fact. But, like, if I'm Brad and I pick up the phone and I call Lucy and I'm like, hey, you want to go out for burgers tomorrow night? And I'm Lucy and I have something to do tomorrow night. Yeah. Why wouldn't I just go, tomorrow's not good for me. How about the next day? Yeah, but how many girls, like, in general, though, if, I'm sorry, the no. cutest guy asked me out. No, because let's not forget Lucy and her stupid fucking rules that say, you know, yeah, you have yeah. to wait a couple days or whatever the fuck. Those went out the window after Jordan. No, I'm Whatever. No, but what I'm trying to say is it's like, I understand, like, the cutest guy asked me out. Woo, I'm so excited. And then you're going to try to make it work. But he didn't earn it. Like, he really hasn't earned it. Well, she did tutor him. Oh. And he wants to take her out because he got a really good grade. Okay. And to thank her for tutoring him. Yeah, but still. But like, again, and I totally get it. For, I, get, I understand that the Habitat for Humanity girls are really upset with her. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. Because... Because she lied to them mm-hmm. to get out of a commitment she had made. Exactly. And and it could have all been avoided if she was just smart about it, had rescheduled with Brad or whatever. Stick to your words. Yeah, exactly. Stick to your commitment. Yeah. But for the but for the Habitat girls to be like, what kind of woman, woman are you? Yeah. Oh, because women are supposed to be selfless and completely the best people of all time, every, always? Like, what kind of bullshit threshold is that yeah, to yeah. hold women to, quote yeah. unquote? Like, fuck off. You can say person or, or volunteer or whoever. Like, you don't yeah. have to make about a woman. What kind of woman are you? It's a very judgmental it was awful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's judgmental regardless. Yeah. But the fact that they made it a woman thing. Yeah, it just, it's like, it's, it's like this extra layer of like bullshit. Yeah. And then, and then she gets on the phone with one of them, right? And oh, they said, yeah. get your priorities straight or figure out what are your priorities. Why couldn't you say that at yeah. the bar? Yeah, valid. And Excuse me. Pool, and the pool hall. The pool hall, let's Not be honest. I forget. Does the pool hall even sell alcohol? It never occurred to me that the pool hall might not sell alcohol. Because remember, Annie has gone there and And had Diet Coke. (laughs) Had Diet Coke and has had karaoke night. Oh Uh, my god! You know, but like, but like, grown men go to play pool there. You're gonna tell me they're not gonna have a pitcher of beer while they do that? Seriously, that's so unlikely. It is. I just don't understand. Like, first of all, this pool hall, man, it is friendly to everybody. But then, yeah, exactly. You couldn't, you, you couldn't have kids in there if you did serve, right? Is that the is that the law? I don't know. How about this? Let's go to a pool hall. Let's take one of our little cousins with us. And let's see what they say. No, actually, I'm wrong. I I am wrong because there is a, such a place very near to where we live uh-huh. that is it's it's like a sports bar. Yeah. They have pool tables and shit, mm-hmm. and they don't card you when you walk in. Yeah. And they do serve alcohol, but when you buy a drink, they'll card you. So, okay. so like, you can bring your kids. It's just a place to hang out. You can play pool. You can play video games and stuff. I but swear. also, they serve beer. I swear, this community, let me tell you, I don't understand. Ours or Glen Oak? Glen Oak. <laughs> I just don't get Glen Oak. Both. 
like, no, Glen Oak is really fucking weird. Yeah, I've dude, given up trying to figure it it's out. It's the only pool hall that exists and all of them go to. <laughs> Not only that, is it's it seems like it's the only like place yeah. to be. It's on like, a weekend. It's basically the Grove, the Americana, the like it's it's just all of that wow. in one. You just name drop like two major LA places that the whole world is like. Okay, what? yeah, Third Street Promenade, the pier, it's all <laughs> all that in one. It's the Piazza del whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the Piazza Novona of <laughs> the I love how like do we even have Italian listeners? Who knows? <laughs> that would be really cool. Oh my gosh. I don't know if we do. I should look that up. Hello, Italian listeners. We love you. Ciao. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, so that kind of pissed me off, the what kind of woman are you comment. But ultimately, right, it's about everything we just said. Lucy, like, get your priorities straight. Understand that, like, when you've made a commitment, people are counting on you. Yeah. And you can't just shirk that whenever it exactly. suits you. You know? But then, because Lucy's an idiot, she, like, goes in the full opposite course correction, Mm -hmm. and she calls Brad, and she's like, I can't see you anymore. Like, because I have signed up for Habitat for Humanity. Like, calm down, dude. Like, Habitat's not seven days a week, first of all. Okay? If you like this guy, and he's liked you since the ninth fucking grade, like, you make your time. Figure out a way to make it work. Like, you're you're a fucking like person. Like you don't have to be like one or the other. Sorry, dude. Like yeah. I don't know. I like Brad. I hope to see him more. Yeah, and then he shows up at the house, like as she's getting ready to go to Habitat. Yeah. Like he shows up with the hammer and he's like, I just wanna spend time with you and that's fucking adorable. It is adorable. I don't know. I like Brad. I, I like do. him too. I don't know if we're gonna see him again. I didn't look it up. Oh come on. Ah! I didn't look it up. No, I want to see him again. I don't know. I no, just, I'm, say, I'm saying we might. I just don't know. I hope so. I want to. I, I like know. him. I, yeah. I, I kind of like him right now. And I kind of, I want to see Lucy without Jordan. Granted, I've seen Lucy without oh, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. You know I mean? Jordan's an I don't even. Are we going to see Jordan no, again? No, no. Probably not. But what I'm trying Maybe. to say is it's like I really like Lucy and Jordan, right? So I want to oh, right. see if I'm going to have like that cutesy like. Oh, my God. It's just like together. what Ruby said about like how. She really liked Jordan, so the next guy is only gonna be better. Yeah. <gasps> it's like gonna be Brad. <laughs> it's so exciting. Okay, right. super fun. All right. Um, yeah. You done with Lucy? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> uh, on to the next. On to the next one. Simon's up to bat and his storyline with Matt. <laughs> oh, seriously. Um, so. I'm just going to play this. Voice. It's starting to crack for sure. He's, oh, he's so cute. Okay, let's play this clip and then we can talk about it. Okay. Hey, still spending tomorrow night over at Matt's? It's going to be great. Yeah, you seem pretty excited. Well, I really miss Matt. I mean, I know he's here all the time eating and stuff, but he never really has time to hang out with me anymore. But tomorrow night, it's going to be just the two of us like it used to be. It's so cute that Simon thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel for him in this episode. I do too. Because he just wants to spend some quality time with his bro. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, all the shit that goes down between Simon and Matt in this episode, like, it really made me cry because it made me, like, take a hard look at myself and my own relationship with my sister. Aww. <laughs> because, like, my sister and I, like, 
we like she literally was like my best friend like yeah. i mean she still is i love her she, she's we're, we're great everything's fine between us yeah. but like but like truly like sharing the same roof you know like yeah. we had this bond you mm-hmm. know and we were just it was fun it was great i loved her you know and then and then like since i moved out i just i don't know first of all i don't even see her as much like i barely see her like maybe twice a month now mm-hmm. which is insane to think about like your own sister you yeah. know but like but like she's crazy busy i'm crazy busy we live under separate roofs and and when she does come over like which is pretty much the only time we get to see each other is like if we both just like commit to like an afternoon together when she can come over and hang out mm-hmm. like simon's doing with matt yeah like you know, she comes for a little bit, and then, like, I don't know, like, we just, like, sit on the couch, we, like, watch TV, we talk, we, we like, we laugh, you know, whatever. But then she leaves, and I'm just like, that wasn't enough. <laughs> it was really, like, heartbreaking to see all this unfold with Simon and Matt, but... You just need a weekend. I know. Yeah. And, like, I think we've talked about the, talked about on the podcast, like, I'm leaving the country for a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and my sister has already staked her claim on my house she's like she's like oh while you're out of the country like i'm gonna be living here just so you know good to know (laughs) don't make it a mess when i get back that's what i said i was like just no parties that's fine you have a bed you're good yeah (laughs) like (laughs) yeah she's hoping to make it like her mcat study haven Mm, i don't blame her yeah, right? It's, like, away from the craziness of our house and, or, you know, our parents' house or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Simon's, like, super jazzed. He gets to go over to Matt and, like, spend, like, a guy's night, you yep. know, together. And they're just going to, like, be guys. Be and, guys. <laughs> and he gets over there. And Matt's just, like, in full, full mope mode yeah. about Shauna leaving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's because it's coming up like she's leaving in a week or two you know and he doesn't want to like talk to her about it because he is convinced that like long distance relationships won't work and Mm -hmm. he's like it's gonna be bad and it's just gonna be a shit show and he's just like moping and he's like eating cereal out of the carton and like being like a dopey guy and simon's just like trying to be like you want to go get a slice do you want to like watch a game like and he's just like no no (laughs) (laughs) I just need you to babysit my emotions. Uh, It's awful. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, like, I don't know who to feel worse for, right? Because, like, you obviously feel bad for Simon because, like, he didn't deserve this treatment. But then you feel bad for Matt because, like, fuck, man, Shauna's leaving. You know, Matt, you should have kept yourself entertained, like, in the sense of, like, hang out with your brother. It would get your mind off of it. I know. Or at least, or at least, like, let let Shauna leave. You know what I mean? Like, get yourself over this hump. And then commit mm-hmm. to spending time with your brother. Like, you know, giving him, sh- showing him a good time, as it were. Like, yeah. like you know you're not going to be good company. Like, why subject Simon to exactly. this? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's a little unfortunate and unfair, frankly. Yeah. Um, I but then, I don't even really know, like, like, Matt and Shauna are... You know, he kind of, like, doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want to answer her calls and stuff. And finally does. And her whole thing is just, like, like, okay, well, I'm leaving, you know, yeah. or whatever. And then he never really, like, takes, like, Matt never gets over his mopiness in this no. episode. 
And Simon gets to the point where he's like, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, like he literally calls the house and is like, pick me up. I want to come home because this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really sad. Really, really sad. He's like sitting out on the whatever, you know, on the stoop yeah, or exactly. whatever, their, their house, their apartment. And he's just like really mad and angry with Matt. And then when Eric pulls up, he just like takes his bag and like walks out and like doesn't even like say bye or whatever. <laughs> like it was really harsh. Oh my He's god. Like, this is not my brother. It was awful. And then like John kind of coming in and out of the scene randomly. Yeah. Like 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 he'd show up, see Matt being a mope, and then just like leave <laughs> and be like, huh, peace out. Like, yeah. I don't need to deal with you. But then I guess it's cute at the end, like Matt comes over to the house and like apologizes mm-hmm. and um John comes with him and they're all gonna go to like a football game or yeah, something. Yeah, where's Nigel? Well, he called Nigel, but he's not there. I just, I just, I want Nigel. I know, I do miss Nigel. He's so cute. Did we see him at all last season? Yes. We had to have. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 We've for sure Nigel. we did. Yeah, but yeah. We, just, we haven't, we seen, haven't him seen him yet. Yeah, this, this season. season. And I, yeah. and I, I really miss that kid. So cute. He's cute, yeah. And he always, like, has something cool to say. Seriously, dude. <laughs> he's always, like, hidden hard with the truth, you know? <laughs> So it's cute. So, like, Matt and John come over. Matt apologizes. Simon's like, okay. And they've decided that they're going to make this a new tradition. Like, you know, I don't know. what. The, did they say, like, weekends or, like, game days or I think whatever the hell? Or something like that, yeah. But, like, you know, like, brother-brother bonding time. So, like, John and Nigel and Matt and Simon, like, hanging out, being bros, you know? So cute. They're cute. I know. I did feel for Simon in this one, though. Like, he's just... Because he's too cute, man. Like, Simon is, he's definitely going through that period in his life right now where everything is just, like, either, like, heightened emotion yeah. or, like, just doesn't want to deal or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he's idolized Matt, you know? And, like, totally. he just wants to be around him and... And like he because loves his brother, and it's because he's like a role model for him, yeah. right? Because because again, like Simon's like getting to the point in his life where, like, where he's he's phasing into like Matt's phase, yeah, you know, of life or whatever. So, like, like not having Matt around all the time or like day to day in his mm-hmm. life, like, it, you know, like he wants that, he craves that, yeah. So, yeah, but I'm glad that they were able to like work it out and like be okay, you know. It's about time. Because they're cute. But, um, okay. Oh, I have a note that says, Depressed Matt is adorably annoying. <laughs> adorably annoying. <laughs> That's a good way to describe him. Because there was this moment where John's talking to him, and John's like, well, do you just, like, talk to Shauna? Like, yeah. you're just, like, sitting around eating cereal at the box. Like, you're being stupid. And Matt just, like, shakes his head yeah. vigorously. Yeah. Like, doesn't say anything. He's just like, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> and it was really fucking cute. Because <laughs> he's an idiot, but it's yeah. adorable. <laughs> yeah, well, he, yeah, he was behaving like a big kid. Yeah, like a total big baby. Yep. No, 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 no. Not doing it. Mm-mm. While crunching away at his Captain Crunch. Was he having Captain Crunch? What I don't know. Having? I don't think they... I think they purposely kept the box, like, turned away well, so they don't like have to name it. it. 
Yeah, no, but I mean, like, like yeah. all the camera ever saw was, like, the back of the box. That's like, true. for all we know, it could have been Cocoa Puffs, but we'd never know. Mm, Cocoa Puffs. Mm. God, I haven't had Cocoa Puffs in... I haven't had cereal, like, like that kind of, like, bad cereal yeah. in forever. You know what my favorite cereal is? Which one? Basic Four. Really? I fucking grew up on that shit. To this day, I love it. It's so good. Hmm. Okay. It's really good. It's the cereal that we used to have at the house, like when I was growing up, like, like because my mom was never big on like sugary cereals. Like we never had cocoa puffs and yeah. Fruit Loops and shit in the house, but we had Basic Four, and there's a little bit of sweetness to it, you know, because yeah. they've got those like yogurt clusters with the exactly. raisins yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. And I fucking love Basic Four. It's so good. You've got your oats, you've got your raisins, you've got your oh, it's the best. Interesting. <laughs> I never knew this. Yeah, and I don't even know where to get it now. I guess maybe Smart and Final has it. I think so. But you can't really find it at, like, grocery stores, like, mm. basic places, you know? Man. Basic four, not at basic places. <laughs> <laughs> God, there are days where I do miss, like, the bad cereal. Like, but it's sometimes not, it's not even about like you crave the flavor. It's just a nostalgia. It's the and it, and it's like the like the badness of it. Like yeah. it's like just pure sugar and like junk. Yeah. yeah, you're like this isn't good for you, but you're like that. Oh yeah, like you know that. Crunch. Like you know what I do love is that Reese's peanut butter and chocolate cereal. Like where you know, it's like it's like the little like balls yeah, 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 of yeah, like yeah. peanut butter or chocolate or oh my god. I never had that all day. All day. It is. So good. I remember, okay, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but back in the mm. day there was French Toast Crunch? Yes. When it would look like actual Does that not crunch. exist anymore? You won't find it now. Just Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. There was Ugh, a French what Toast a one back in the kids day. Will never, kids today will never know. <laughs> they just won't. It's just the truth of it. They'll never know the joy of, like, coming home and your mom bought fucking French Toast Crunch, and you're like, oh, my God, Jesus has come. <laughs> <laughs> All those like cereal commercials back in the day. Ooh, Cookie Crisp. Oh fuck! I never liked Cookie Crisp. It there was no there was not enough like oomph to yeah. that flavor. Yeah, they were so like non flavorful. It was actually just it was it was fun to look at more than to eat. I will mm-hmm. say that much. Like it mm-hmm. it was pleasing to the eye because you're like it's a cookie, but it's really not. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, man. Okay, I can I can talk about cereal all day. Dude, yeah, we should have a cereal podcast. <laughs> Let's start a and, Patreon and, today and talk we're about cereal. Lucky charms. Did you try the rainbow yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got to the star. Didn't, didn't Lucky Charms or something do a thing recently where they changed all the like all the marshmallows? To where now, because remember how Lucky Charms, like there were shapes, like yes. the rainbow would be a rainbow, rainbow, and then you get the pot of gold or whatever. Now I think it's just like colored balls. Like they no longer have the shape of the thing. I'm so sorry, children. They're just in the color. Know. I know, kids today just won't know. They just won't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, children. <laughs> so sensitive. Man, Ooh, to be a kid in the 90s though, right? Yeah, everything. Forget it. If not younger, like, I mean, we were kids in the 90s, so we know uh-huh. that era, but like... Damn. <laughs> like, I... God, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go there. All right, yeah, right. let's get back on track. Yes. So, speaking of kids in the 90s, you've got Roofie. Oh, dude. <laughs> this shit was 
That's so funny. So the best part about all of this is like you and I in the podcast have been talking about the fact that it's like 99. Is it 2000? Is it 99? Like all yeah. of that. Like we, we're constantly trying to place ourselves in time. And the thing that I think I had forgotten was Y2K, Y2K fever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like legit insanity and panic yeah. around Y2K. All the water was gone at the time at the markets. Like I remember that shit. And seeing Ruthie in her state talking about it, like it just brought it all back. What are you just standing there for? There are only two weeks left until the end of the year. At the end of the year comes the millennium. And that's big trouble. <laughs> hey, the millennium is nothing to laugh at. And January 1st, all sorts of things could fail or fall apart. Cars will stop running, people will get trapped in elevators, credit cards won't work, it'll be bedtime. I think you mean bedlam. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> to you, not much. <laughs> to you, not much. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. <laughs> and I legit flashed back to, I remember in... In Y2K time, I remember we were in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was like late November, early December before we went out on Christmas break, you yeah. know, for school. And um and I just remember like having real conversations with my classmates. Like, like what's gonna happen at Y2K, man? You yeah. know, like here we are, like sixth graders, we're like what, twelve? Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, man, like the computers aren't gonna work. Yeah. And like what's gonna happen? <laughs> I mean, that hysteria was real. Yeah, it was. It really was. It's hard, it's not even hard, but it's like it's funny to think back on it now, yeah. seventeen years later, mm -hmm. like, oh, how stupid were we? But, like, damn, that shit was real. It was. But I, I will say this. When she said, it's, why two, what is it? Like, the millennium is, like, two year, two weeks away. Uh -huh. All I thought was, where the hell are the Christmas decorations? This is true. Where are they? Because it's technically, then, it would be Christmas week. Yeah. 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 Where, where are the Christmas That's decorations? That's so true. Where are the lights, Simon? Remember when you put them <laughs> up last year? so true. I didn't even think about that. So I was like, uh, so we're not doing Christmas? I guess not. They didn't even like pretend to like you know you know how like sometimes like on other shows like yeah. they won't talk about Christmas but the set will be decorated yeah. for Christmas. They didn't even do that. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So that's yeah. that's what I'm like, uh did they forget? <laughs> well, I think realistically though, probably because this episode aired like late November. Okay. So I think in real life it's not Christmas time. But in the show time, it is. Yeah. But because it's not in real life, I think it would have been like confusing. Oh, how would it to be like confusing? to like deck the halls? The United States was crazy after Thanksgiving. I know. Everything is decked out I on Christmas. Know. Like you know that show would have just been fine if it had. To, you I know. know. I don't know. I don't know. There's no. There's no good explanation for it. You've done it. Fucked Other up. than an oversight. Yeah, it seems like an oversight. You're Seventh right. Seventh heaven. You're just. Seventh Heaven, you dumb fucked up, man. Just own it. How many times now? <laughs> Just own your dumb fucked up. <laughs> but of course, only my mind will go, where are the Christmas decorations? You know what's I didn't even put that together until just this second. Like, I, I was just like, oh yeah, two weeks to New Year's Eve. Yeah, no, totally. Makes sense. <laughs> like, I didn't even realize, like, oh yeah, that would make it the holidays. <laughs> yep, nothing. Fuck, can we just talk about how this year has already flown by? Listen, 
Like, we are in the throes of September right now. And it's fucking crazy. I know. I know. It freaks me out. When did 2017 happen? Dude, I'm, I will still say this until now. When the fuck did 2000 go? Where did it go? How did it pass? I still don't understand. Oh, like you mean like... The year two, 2000. Oh, the year 2000? Yeah, I'm still on that. I'm still on it because like time is just... It's speeding up. Yeah, it's pretty and, crazy. It's scary. 2000 and 2017. Like I... I feel like the last three-ish years we've been in I've been in like a time warp mm. of like like intellectually I know it's been three years yes. because from 2014 to 2017 three years pass I yeah. get it but it feels like a lifetime and then it also feels like it's sped up yeah like nothing makes sense nope like 2016 felt like it lasted 18 years yeah <laughs> you know versus the last eight months have felt like they've been a day and it's all just been a weird fucking crazy shit like, and I almost, you know, and it's something that I always forget to ask, but, like, we have friends, like, we know of people that, like, have kids right now, like, our friends that mm-hmm. have just had babies, and I almost want, and I always forget to ask them this, like, they're saying, oh, man, I can't believe she's five months now, and I almost want, and I forget to ask this every time, do you feel like time has slowed down because you're home, and you're, do your days feel longer, or... Mm. Or do, is time still like what is it to you? Is is it still just as fast as it was as you know without your kid like working and I don't know what yeah. like now you ha- you have someone to look after other yeah. than yourself. But then you hear like our parents, for example, right? Or at least my parents, like where they they look at you and they're just like, "You're 30. I remember the day you were born. Yeah. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> you yeah. know, like holy shit. <laughs> you so, know, I I don't know. I have no idea." Yeah. I think about it. I do. It is. And that's ultimately, again, if you think about it logically, because time is a construct and it's not real. Yes. So that is why it has the capacity to feel long and short mm-hmm. and stretched and fast and all that stuff, um, obviously, because it's all relative and it's all about perception and it's mm-hmm. all about like your day, like how you're living your life and what that means and all that shit. But still... 2017 is almost over at this point I, I, and like where the fuck did it go seriously i i don't, I don't. it is crazy um but yeah so she's so ruthie's caught up in this hysteria because she's got a friend at school who has a computer and parents ostensibly who are survivalists yeah. <laughs> um and he's been feeding her kind of sort of all of this like like sensationalist nonsense yeah. right like but again you know i have to say like props to eric in the show and mm-hmm. props to the show in the meta sense yeah for taking a step back and being able to say objectively this is crazy yeah because truly the whole world let, let let's rephrase that the country <laughs> was in a hysteria yeah. so for a show a prominent television show with millions of viewers each week to come out and their stance to be like y'all are crazy or yeah. relax i think was pre- is pretty progressive dude you know you what think i mean about it, when the hell did they actually film this this episode like when did they film it probably like october and then it aired like late november, november? yeah probably huh yeah like i want to know yeah, I don't know. I was just curious about that. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like props to the show for getting it for 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 putting out there to mm-hmm. the world. Like, hey, y'all are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Get your shit straight. Unless, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing, because the show is like a god show, maybe the stance was less like y'all are crazy, but more like it's all in God's hands, mm. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Which is also problematic in its own way. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? But they got it right at least. Yeah. Like, which is that it was crazy. Nothing happened. Everything was fine. Computers and technology mm-hmm. chugged along as they normally would. Yeah. The world didn't end. Everything was cool. But Eric goes to confront Ruthie's friend... And her and his parents yeah. at their house, and they're like unloading like these giant bags of like charcoal and yeah. shit, and they're all like wearing these like bomber jackets and shit. And Eric's like, "Oh, your son Ben has been like, you know, saying some things at school about like what what to expect with Y two K and everything." And his and the parents are like, "We're not crazy. We're yeah. calm. We're not in a hysteria. Like our son knows how to cook over an open flame." Yeah, like. Okay, sayonara, peace out, I'm out. Yeah, he goes, Ruthie, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, and again, props to Eric for, like, not trying to get through to these people. Like, just, like, know when to cut your losses. Mm -hmm. You know, you tried, you didn't work, be done. I, like, you know, I still find funny whenever he brought up War of the Worlds (laughs) thing. War of the Worlds. It's hard to believe that was true, but it was, dude. Yeah. Everything he says about that. Yeah. Like, people legit thought it was real because it was on the radio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and then, of course, I wrote down, um, fucking the show, like, predicted fake news. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric Loki warning against fake news. Like, not everything you hear on the internet or on the radio is real. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fucking uh. 20 years later, it's, like, still relevant. <laughs> I mean, the show sometimes, you know, they get it. They, they, they knew. Is it that the show gets it or that we just haven't evolved in 20 years? <laughs> we haven't evolved in 20 years. Right? Isn't, yes. that, isn't that the The fact sad that we're truth? still having the same arguments, the same conversations, like... About, are, like, hmm. women, right? And about, like... Racism. Every, racism. And, and, and just, and it's just, like, 20 years later, we're in the same fucking boat we were... Yeah, in 1993. Or even in the early 90s, people were talking about the environment, you know? Like, <laughs> we were talking about it since then. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't. Because we're just stupid. Yeah. People are stupid. Or, or it's like, what was it? Uh, I, I still bring this up, and I, and I love this movie for that. Um, Idiocracy. Not, not only oh. that one. Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. Tomorrow- oh, you mean Disney's Tomorrowland? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With like, with what's his name? With Bruce Willis? No. Oh, um, George Clooney. George Clooney yes. and Hugh Laurie. Yeah. And Hugh Laurie said... They saw the iceberg and they still went full steam ahead. It's fucking true. Yeah. He goes, you see it and you still do it. It's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, seven because heaven. because <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. But hindsight is like a thousand years ago. You know what I mean? Like like twenty years is not hindsight. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're still in it. Twenty years is not enough time to go. Like we're still dealing. We've been dealing, and we're still in the dealing yeah. of the original dealing. <sighs> you know. Oh man, we can get real philosophical if we wanted to, but shutting it down. So, I think that leads us to... Pete Charles. <laughs> I had forgotten about Grandpa Pete Charles. Grandpa Pete Shit. Charles. 
shit. Okay. Yeah, this is truly the meat and potatoes story of this episode. I know. Um, I just realized we're like an hour into this podcast. We haven't even gotten into Pete Charles yet. Shit, it's a um, long night, my friends. It's all good. Our listen, our listeners are know what they're in for at this point. <laughs> they know what they're getting into when they hit play. It's all good. Yep. Um, listeners, we love you. <laughs> yes, we really, really, really do. So, before even the credits roll, right? Mm. Um, we get a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And Ginger, what a nice surprise. Hey, where's Dad? I don't know. What? what? What do you mean you don't know? What's going on? Um, Annie, uh, honey, your father, well, I don't know where he is. Hard shit. Yeah. At first, well, I should ask you, like, what were your initial thoughts? Because because that happens and it's like straight credits. Oh, I was like, oh, Alzheimer's. Really? Yeah. Fuck off. You didn't. Yeah. I legit was like, oh my god, he's like dead, or <laughs> he like got kidnapped, or like I don't know what the fuck I thought. In a million years, I would I didn't think Alzheimer's until she said diagnosis. Yeah. The minute she said diagnosis, I was like, oh, it's Alzheimer's. Yeah. 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 Mm. Which, uh, you know what, let's just play that clip. Because I love how the show, like, so they sit down, and he's like, what the hell? And everything that, like, Ginger, it's almost like the show was like, okay, let's, let's read the pamphlet on Alzheimer's and take all of these, like, things that, that, that could happen and, yeah. like, make it happen, like, in real life or whatever. Why do you think Dad is heading toward Glen Oak? Well, ever since the diagnosis, I mean, he's been talking a lot about you and the kids. The diagnosis? Oh, I'm sorry. This is not the way I wanted to tell you. Tell us what? About three months ago, I started noticing some little changes in Charles's behavior. What changes? Difficulty in buttoning his shirt, uh, trouble saying certain words, feeling lost in familiar places, misplacing things. So we went to see the doctor. And? And after a battery of tests, your father was diagnosed as being in the very early stages of Alzheimer's. I, I couldn't tell you this on the phone. I just couldn't. And so I just um, hopped on a plane and headed here. Are you saying that my dad has Alzheimer's? Yeah, Annie. She literally just said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hated that. She's like, are you saying? Yeah. She literally just said those words. Yeah. Um, but, so, okay, those, for, for the listeners, this story kind of, like, really hit home for me. Mm. Because my grandfather is currently going through a similar situation. I, I say similar because, like, they have... They like like his doctors and in the family we've sort of like refused to like call it that mm. like, like generally I don't and I don't know why like I don't know what the fuck the scary but like bad voodoo word of Alzheimer's is but like we've called it everything from like dementia to senility to whatever the fuck but like we're just not calling it Alzheimer's mm. but like it's clearly what it is um, and so like. This whole story, like, just really, like, hit me. <laughs> like, yeah. I was crying from the minute she said Alzheimer's. <laughs> but let's talk about 
the fucking roller coaster this show takes us on. Dude. With this fucking story, dude. Yeah. So the clip we just heard, right, is Ginger laying it all out for Annie. Like, mm-hmm. your father was diagnosed. He's got Alzheimer's. Like, he just up and left the house one day. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's making his way to Leno because he's been talking about you and the kids and stuff. So she came. Okay. Um, Eric calls the cops, or calls Sergeant Michaels to, like, look out for him and stuff. Like, yeah. if he's in the area and stuff. And then they finally got a call from him. Um, I think, like, the next day or something. Yeah. Um, like, hi, I'm doing great. I stopped at the place where your mom and I used to come to the beach. Like, all's good. I'll be I'll be at Glen Oak soon. Mm-hmm. And Annie's, like, tripping out because she's like, do you want us to come get you? Like, you yeah. don't know where you are. And he's like, honey, I don't know where I am right now, but I know how to get to Glen Oak, whatever. He's, like, totally chill. Yeah. So he shows up. Annie's like, oh, my God, I love you. I'm so sorry to hear about your diagnosis. And he's like, what? Ginger's the one with that with the diagnosis. And I legit was like, oh, fucking no. Like, yeah. I lost my shit. I was like, oh, my God. Major fucking M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. holy shit. Ginger's the one with his Alzheimer's. And, like, how does she get here? And why would Pete Charles leave her alone if she knew she had Alzheimer's, you know? And he says, like, oh, we've been having trouble lately, so I just needed some time. And so you buy it, right? Because you're like, okay, he left her to get to have some time, yeah. but not expecting her to, like, fly by herself to El Glen Oak. So Seriously. you're like, holy shit, Ginger, like, oh, my God, you know? You're and, losing your mind. Yeah. Fair enough. And then, and then the fact, and then of course it's really clutch because then you're like, oh my god, she's like, I don't know where your father is. Like, shit, she really doesn't, you yeah. know. Like, it all sort of like works a little bit mm-hmm. until it doesn't, because fucking Grandpa Pete Charles, fucking almost sets the house on fucking right. fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit. And Eric is even like. Something's wrong with your father, like to Annie, like because yeah. he's like he's like I just spent a lot of time with him, and I've spent a lot of time with a lot of people, and something's wrong with him. Yeah, and Annie's like refuses to believe it because like you know imagine relief for you, like mm-hmm. like your father comes and he's like I'm fine. Ginger's the one who's crazy, and she's like oh phew, you know obviously that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But Ruthie gets Grandpa Pete Charles to help her light a fire in the barbecue. Because she needs to learn how to cook over an open flame for the Y2K, yes, you know, evident uh, eventuality, and she's fucking lighting newspapers on the grill, and I was just like, oh my god, like I literally couldn't even like handle it, like. <laughs> Like, she's got, like, 15 little balls of newspaper sitting on top of the grill that she's going to light. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then Grandpa's standing there like, okay. He, like, lights the match, throws it on the flame. And she's like, oh, I need a pot, the whatever, and goes inside. And he, like, gets distracted by a bike yeah. in the fucking yard. Cut to... There's a huge fucking fire happening in the backyard. And he's just, like, staring at the bike, like, in his reverie. Uh, Westworld reference. Holla. Um, And, like, holy shit. Yeah. And so it that becomes, right, the line of, like, oh, okay, Grandpa Pete Charles. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Yeah. Like, admit to yourself 
that mm-hmm. you have this problem mm-hmm. and that it'll only be a problem further if you don't deal with it. Yeah. Otherwise, you can deal with it and get the help you need and the treatments you need and blah, 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 blah. Um, and of course, the whole thing being like, like Ginger has to deal with the fact that like he won't admit, like yeah. he won't acknowledge the diagnosis. Yeah. He's in denial about it. Mm-hmm. It's sad. And then they go to the doctor, and <laughs> that whole scene with the doctor. Oh, seriously. <laughs> First of all, it goes on for way too long. Yes. But also, somewhere middle of the way through that whole scene, I just realized, I'm like, this is an actress. Yes. <laughs> and she had to, like, play a doctor. Sure. And she's very convincing. <laughs> And, I, and it took me, like, right out of it. I started thinking about the actor, like, in the role and, like, the, like the lines she had to learn and shit. You know, your short-term memory goes first. My and then she comes and she, and she like, like, comes out around. and, like, sits on the desk. And she's like, you know, my, I tell my patients, especially my early-stage patients, yeah. like, this is an opportunity. <laughs> you like, know, whatever. In my head, I was like, an opportunity for what, bitch? Like, no, but here's the thing, yeah. though, and she's right, and everybody's right, is that admitting it mm-hmm. to yourself and acknowledging the fact that this is happening to you yeah. literally is the first step. It's why it's why I got really emotional thinking about my grandpa because, like, and it's really funny because, you know, my grandpa is much older than Pete Charles is, mm-hmm. and my grandma is much older than Ginger is, yeah. and they're literally in the same dynamic right now where, yeah. where Ginger is like a complete, is, a, is an exact analog for my grandmother. Like, mm. my grandmother is well into her 80s, but is a woman who, like, has her faculties about her still. Yeah. Like, you know, like, she fucking cooks and cleans and, like, maintains the house and, like, whatever, on top of, like, worrying and, like, taking care of my grandfather, who, for better or for worse, like loves and remembers her mm-hmm. like that that is like in his long-term memory yeah. like like he knows his wife mm-hmm. but like everybody else it comes and goes like he mm-hmm. doesn't know his kids he doesn't know his grandkids like like you can tell like when, when whenever I see him and I go and I say like hi grandpa that that immediate reaction is how you know if he's having a good day or a bad day yeah. because if he's because if he's him it's like, hi, how are you? I, you yeah. know, whatever. If he's not him, it's like, hi. You know, like, it's it's a very, like, cold kind of, like, yeah. like, there's no recognition there. You're just, like, a stranger who's saying hi to you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And and it was, and, and all I can think was just, like, why are we so afraid to just fucking call it what it is? Like, my own grandfather doesn't know his diagnosis. Mm. Like, he's just going through life, like, in yeah. his in his foggy state. The rest of us are very aware that he's obviously having issues. Yeah. And we're and we're not we're for whatever reason uncomfortable like being real about it with him. We're we're uncomfortable being being real about it with ourselves. Like yeah. like we're like like his doctors won't call it Alzheimer's. Like That's it's weird. really fucking weird and and having it like portrayed in the episode of like no you got to know what it is so that you know what to expect so that you know how to work with it and you know how to deal with it and you know what's coming and and you can and you can learn to appreciate what you have yeah. while you're having it mm-hmm. you know 
Like when he and Annie are sitting on the couch, looking, going through the photo, the photo album, album and yeah. he's and he's like remembering like the day she was born, you know, mm-hmm. and like put in his arms, and he's like he's like here I was barely a husband, now I'm gonna be a father, and like you helped me get through that. Like I lost my shit. Yeah, I like fully just like bawled and like died. Yeah, and like lost it because I was just like holy fuck, like he's just a person, mm-hmm. and he's only human. He's not, you know. I don't know. Fuck. It was really hard. Yep. It was really, really hard. But it was beautiful. And then, on top of all of that, so the episode ends with, like, that hilariously long, like, montage of the photo album. Thank you. (laughs) It was too long. It was way too long. The hell was a song? I don't fucking know. It it might as well have been Wind Beneath My Wings. You know, it should have been because the lyrics were all wrong. Oh, I wasn't watching with subtitles. I was. The lyrics were... So, so it was another case of the At Last yeah. bullshit yeah. where they had the wrong song? Yep. Ugh, I wish I had subtitles. <laughs> but um, but not only that, but in my whole, in my mind, this whole, like while that was playing, because again, it goes on for long enough that you can have all the thoughts in the world. I was like, oh my God, is this when he died? Are we gonna get one of those like, oh, like, no. like title cards that in say like in memory of? Because I know he dies, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So the whole montage of the photo album, all I could think was like, oh my god, these are like real pictures of him as a young man, yeah. you know, or like real pictures of Catherine Hicks as a young woman, and like it's gonna. I'm just, I'm just like waiting for the in memory of, and mm. then it didn't come. <laughs> but now the sad truth is, is like. Because I'm going to guess that the actor died relatively unexpectedly. Like, yeah. like they couldn't have telegraphed this, no, right? No, 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 So, So are they going to write in that he dies of Alzheimer's I have no when idea. he actually did die three years later? Yeah. Like, crazy. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Season seven. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's pretty much the episode. I think we did it. I think so too. You want to read it? Yeah. All right. Do I have to go first? Oh, I can go first. Do you want me to go first? Oh, really quickly before I do straw observations, when they're meeting with that doctor, they, he met, uh, I don't know if it's Ginger or if it's him or whoever, mentions that, like, his own doctor in Phoenix, Dr. Hastings, like, has already... Thank you! Okay, can right? we talk about the laziness of, like, Dr. Hastings? Yeah. You already have a Dr. Hastings who is Hank, who is Julie's fucking husband. I swear, I... Like, I, I, confusing I got, much? I got confused for... I'm like, wait a minute, Dr. Hastings... What? Wait, what? When did they, when they move so to Phoenix? So fucking lazy. Like, Brenda... Get real. Like, you yeah. couldn't just come up with any other fucking name to name a doctor? Like, yeah. really? You could have said Smith, dude. Anything. Just Jones. Anything. Fuck it. Like, who cares? Anything. No. There's literally a world of names you could have chosen. I, I swear, a part of me I was like, wait, she, he, Julie's uh, husband was the... No. The wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so confusing. Yeah. I'm like, OBGYN. Insane. Like, what did you say? And then the other thing I wanted to mention too, which we didn't really touch on with the whole Y2K hysteria, is like, okay, so obviously this millennium hysteria, whatever, is dated. And like, it's not relevant, you know, Mm -hmm. today. But it does speak 
to a greater thing, which is like the idea of like kids influencing other kids. Yeah. Which is ultimately coming from their own parents' influence on themselves. Yeah. And the idea of like, so how do you separate yourself from your parents? And how do you know that anything that you believe or say or do or think or whatever is even your own? I think you that's the question that everyone is still trying to figure out. Right? Yes. And especially because it's really crazy. Like it's like a fucking bell curve, right? Like yeah. when you're you're your kid, you're you're very much a product of your parents. Yeah. Like you can't help it. You're you're malleable, you're you're impressionable, whatever, and your parents definitely form and shape your worldview. Yeah. And then as you become like a teenager, early 20s, you know, or early 30s even, whatever, like you've staked a claim in, of, of independence and you've, mm-hmm. and you've branched out into the world of your own making yeah. and you've sort of crafted your own world. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side of that bell curve, you are now the parent yeah. and you're repeating the cycle. Mm-hmm. How much of your traits are truly yours? How much yeah. of them are did you inherit, and how much of them are things that are truly your own, your own idea, your own thoughts, your yeah. own ideas that have created your own construct, or did other people create the construct, and therefore yeah. you adapted it and you created and that's, that? And that was the part that really like blew my own mind as yeah. I thought about it, because I was like, okay, yeah. Like, forget your parents, right? Like, you're just like, oh, my friends and my circle inform me. Yeah. But guess what? We're all informed by our, our parents. parents. Till this and, day. And, and it goes on. Our, our parents were informed by their parents. Yes. And so on and so forth. So really, like, nothing is arbitrary other than the fact that you and I are now friends. Like, yeah. that's the arbitrary factor. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, because if we weren't friends, then my parents' influence and your parents' influence wouldn't have con- confluenced into our influences yes. that are influencing each other. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the world is one big web of people's influence influencing each other. And holy fucking shit, like, we're all fucked. <laughs> and that's why you get things like Y2K hysteria. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> mind blown oh shit um, okay so all that being said <laughs> I'm giving this episode a 5 <laughs> this is very interesting that you're giving this episode a 5 yeah because when I think about it like it was fine again it hit me hard I cried I loved it it was great it was wonderful but like it's still like whatever like yeah. I don't care about Mary I don't care about Lucy I don't really care about Y2K so you no, know. I mean, I'm right there with you, yeah. but I'm just really surprised that we're both giving it a five. I know, it's rare, right? Like, I would normally skew at least a point higher. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> but not only that, though, we're giving it a five, but how long have we been talking about this episode? Mm-hmm. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's been episodes where we where I want to give it a zero, and, <laughs> and like, you want to give it, like, a five, let's say, but we cover this in, we can cover it in 20 it's minutes. It's true, it's true. And... Today for a five, we're talking. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, we did have several tangents, but still, ten, probably ten. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like three. Calm down. <laughs> With the way we go. Oh man. But yeah, no, you're right. Like it is interesting that like I just think it's because the t- because 
the conversations that that come out of this episode yeah. are rife for yeah. or like ripe I guess for like talking points mm-hmm. but ultimately as an episode eh. in the canon of the show like eh. meh. meh yeah meh yeah could have done without it good so you're also giving it a five? Oh yeah sweet yeah look at us being on the same page we're friends again <laughs> we're friends again <laughs> Um, okay, so as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or whatever. All them places. Not on iTunes. I keep forgetting. It's Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places. Or you can send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. Shout out to Bruce. Dude, you read my mind. I was about to say, like, Bruce, 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 Bruce. I did. I did read your mind. That was like a vibe You're we just like had. telepathetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I think that's everything, right? I think so. So until next time, bye. See you later.